Well, last night was Port Adelaide's best and fairest. We're joined by the GM of media. He's done some remarkable things. Been at the club since 2008 and awarded life membership too. Dan Norton, always easy to deal with Dan too. When uh, Whenever you want someone, you ring up Dashing Dan and he gives you someone. Dan, Daniel, congratulations. Well done. Thanks, Wilts, and, uh, and thanks for having me on the program, uh, Dean and, uh, and, and Wilts. Appreciate it. It was uh, an amazing night last night and, uh, yeah, quite humbling, to be honest. So what does it mean? We're going to get into the best and fairest in Port Adelaide in your year and have a look at in reviewing that, but... What does that mean to you? Because you go there, I know you, you've always loved Port Adelaide. I think you you went there under Hatar Frashid's guidance and you made it up to the top. I, I know you've done a lot of study outside. So what does it mean to you? Well, it's it's uh, it's a huge honour. Uh, you know, it's, for myself, it represents more than that. It's probably, I'm a generational Port Adelaide supporter. So we was always going started going back in, you know, 1982 as a seven-year-old with my <laughs> mum at Albert and Oval and, and, and so footy park and all the grounds around Adelaide. And um, it was just incredible. You'd, you'd, you'd catch a couple of buses there. We didn't have a lot of money, mum and I. But what you did is you, is you connected over, over football and, and sport and, and Port Adelaide like other clubs, but Port Adelaide probably does it as good as anybody, brings communities together, makes you feel like you're part of a a bigger cause in a family and from there you grow and you and you and you love the club and I was fortunate enough you know during my teenage years to see a lot of premierships supporter with the Maggies and the SNFL and and then more fortunate in my adult life to um to get a job um you know start off as the media coordinator and then general manager of yeah. the media and comms team over the last sort of 10 years so I've been there for now uh, all up 15 and a half years so it's been a, an amazing journey I actually spoke about a story last night Wilds when I accepted it, you, you might have played in this game. I one of my earlier memories of Port Adelaide I had Craig Bradley's number on the back of my yep. duffel coat, number twenty-one. Craig, and you might recall, you might have erased this one, but Port came from I think forty-three points down at three-quarter time against North the Prospect, and uh, and Craig Bradley kicked this torpedo in front of the Prospect Cricketers Club to put us in front. It was one of those amazing memories, and Craig was there last night. Uh, that yeah. was the most significant part because he was there to talk about Jeff Motley, who had. Who had you know, club legend who had passed, and he was there specifically for that. So to have Craig there, and uh, it just made it a very special night. I remember Craig Bradley, he was in the state cricket uh, squad at the same time as myself, and we did the lap around the weir, which Dan Menz was going to do tonight, and he almost lapped everybody. <laughs> it was that bloody quick and that fit. He lapped everybody. Hey, who told you about your award? When did you find out? Oh, it was strange. It was strange. I, I found out in a in a... In a different way, I probably probably shouldn't have found out this one. I've just been um, put onto the life members and awards committee at Port Adelaide. So, yep. ironically enough, it was I'm on that committee, and I got told to leave a meeting about six weeks ago. And you know, Brian Cunningham's on the committee, and David Hutton and CEO Matthew. Anyway, so I, was, I was Matthew Richardson. I was told to leave. Anyway, they were talking about life membership. I wasn't aware. And then David Hutton, God bless him, he's a ripper sent around an email for our next meeting a couple of weeks ago and said, look, here's the agenda. Um, we're going to go through these points. Can you please re- pre-read the agenda? I pre-read the agenda, got down to life members and read that I'd been nominated <laughs> as a life member over email. So then oh. I found out the following morning at the meeting. So look, it was, uh, it was a, I, I don't care how I find out. The, 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 the bottom line is um, 
life member of Port Adelaide. I'm, I'm, I'm really humbled and it's very special. Yeah, no, well done, Norts, and congratulations on that. How was the feel around the night and around the club last night? Obviously not the finish to the season that Port Adelaide would have loved with going out in straight sets, but um, clubs do best and fairest pretty well. How was the feel last night? It's a good question, Dan. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those... It's one of those nights where you, you try and get the balance right, don't you? It's it's a it's an individual awards night, yet it's a it's a night of coming together as a group, as a team, where you reflect upon sort of team performance as well. The energy in the room was was really really high um, all night. There was a, a great sense of positivity that the young group uh, is going in the right direction. Uh, David Koch spoke about it. Ken Hinckley spoke about it, and. So it was a night of, of positivity, looking forward, growing, whilst at the same time you, you honour the champion, as in Zach Butters winning his award, and also farewell champions like Tom Jonas, of course. So you have this, um, it's, it's an emotional night at times. It's a positive night at times. It's a really important night of reflection. So I would sum it up by saying a lot of energy, a lot of, a lot of positivity, um, and still a lot of confidence moving forward, Dan. Yeah, and it, you're right. It's definitely is an emotional night, which we saw with Melbourne. There wasn't any Stephen May-like comments last <laughs> night, was there? <laughs> no, nothing too uh, as bold as, uh, <laughs> as Stephen in terms of uh, reflecting upon where he thought Melbourne might have been. And, you know, that's you know that's for him to make comment on that. But um, no, no, it was more, you know, we had to own our performance. Um, the reality is, as David, David Koch said, we're a really, really good home and away team. We've now got to get to be a really, really good finals team. And heard, that's the and that's the gap we've got to bridge. I heard Koshy speak and he made some very good points. He said no one really thought Port would be, you know, second or, or third to finish up in the minor round. You won seventeen games, you won thirteen on the trot, lose two out of your first three and things like this. And but I suppose it comes back to finals expectations change, Daniel, when you get there with a double chance, and that's when Port was so disappointing. I know you're banged up. There's a lot of reasons, but that's probably why the expectations changed. At the start of the year, no one had you there, but when you are there, mm. obviously you want to go forward. Well, that's right. And, and you know, our, our expectations, like most clubs, I imagine, we started the year thinking we want to win this thing. Like we want to win the premiership. We think we've built a list. I think Ken said at the start of the year, it's one of the best lists he's coached. So our internal expectations, even before making finals, was that we're on the path here to, to success. Um, we got found out in finals. That's the reality. Um, our, our young midfield was, was exposed. We've spoken about it publicly. We were banged up. We have to get better. And, and, and looking at the quality of the grand final, um, there's a couple of steps for this group to take. So we're aware of that. Um, you know, obviously, we'll use the trade period to try and um, you know, fill some particular positions that we need on our list and... And, and grow from there. So, look, we still think there's an upside, but to your point, David, yeah, disappointing to go out, certainly in straight sets. Yeah, no doubt. It, it was disappointing for Port fans. Uh, what does it look like from here for you now, Norts? Uh, do you get to put your foot feet up at any stage, or is it uh, with this trade period, obviously over the next couple of weeks, pretty flat out for you? Well, I reckon I've got about November 1 marked on the calendar in <laughs> really big highlight. I reckon I might take a couple of weeks off and around about November 1. Yeah, the... Um, the trade period um, closes uh, next Wednesday night, the 18th, I think it is, and then and then there's a few things to tidy up thereafter. So, look, I think I can get a couple of weeks off then in, in early November. Uh, the players return, I think, late November, around November 27. Work hard, train hard up until Christmas and a, a couple of more weeks off then. So, no, it's, it, it, it is a long season, but 
you know, ultimately it's what we love to do and, yeah, I'll, I'll get a break at the right time. Can I ask you about Ken Hinckley, Daniel? You're very close to him. You work with him. And I, I, once again, an amazing job to the mind around. He, he did declare he had a very good list, but things went against you late in the season. Um, in the wash-up, how was Ken and how was he last night? And, um, you know, it's obviously disappointing when you go out in straight sets, but give us a perhaps a snapshot of, of Kenny Hinckley. Yeah, Kenny's one of the most resilient men I've 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 met in I've been you know involved in footy a long time now and he is he, he is so focused and so resilient on, on on what he and the group can achieve. Um that resilience hasn't changed. He's up for the fight as much as I've I've ever seen anyone up for the fight. Last night he was he was very reflective in his speech, those that would have seen it. He was reflective. He was um he was strong on um Port Adelaide a strong Port Adelaide, you know, coming together uh, as one and being um, being a very strong force, and and then of course he was emotional at times when he was reflecting upon Tom Jonas and 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 his career with him as a player. So he had those moments of um, high energy emotion and then pride when he you know when he announced Sack Butters as best and fairest. So yeah, I see Ken as being you know very focused on 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 what he needs to be done and. Um, you know, once you know, once he gets through the next period of time after the trade period, like me, he'll have a break and then and then be ready to go for preseason. North, I think it's interesting Koshy's comments, which you mentioned before, about being a really good home and away team, but not quite there as a finals team at the moment. It's very similar. It's almost probably a year or two behind the Brisbane Lions. The Lions obviously have been mm. very good for a number of years now, and and then this year they finally made that step and got to that grand final. Again, one kick goes a different way and they end up being premiers this year. So I guess with that, that probably provides a bit of hope as well that this the learning from obviously their last four or five years in particular can hopefully come in over the next couple of seasons. Yeah, and, and it's and it's it's a snapshot of what happened to Port Adelaide 20 years ago when you were obviously a young fellow then, Dan, but we would remember this where Port Adelaide was the most sort of winningest club across the home and away period, 2001, 2002, 2003, winning two minor premierships in that time and not quite getting the job done. It's the ability to be able to, you know, learn from those defeats. And sometimes, as, as we said last night, your greatest wins come out of the, your hardest losses. So Brisbane have grown. Um, I think I think Chris, v- uh, Chris Fagan said that, you know, sometimes you've got to, you've got to get there and taste defeat to, to win. You know, I don't necessarily know if that is right, but I do know that what this group learned through that finals campaign mm. will serve this group in great stead moving forward. Yeah, I suppose Collingwood did that. They lost Heartbreaker last year and they win the Premiership the next year. Hey, footy clubs mm. are a time of change. You spoke about Tom Jonas, remarkable man. He perhaps not the most skillful player, but bought you to give it all for Port Adelaide. Then we see Dersma perhaps going to the Bombers or has requested a trade. That's a, that's a cycle of footy clubs. And, and Nathan Bassett, I want to speak about Bass. He's been great for you too, and he's been a, a casualty. Every club makes change, Daniel, but Bass has been really good for Port. He's been amazing. He's, and I'm, you know, I, I know Nathan very well, worked closely with him over his eight years at the club. And, and you know, Ken singled out Nathan last night in terms of his contribution to the club. He's, he's a deep football thinker. Anyone that knows knows Bass, knows how much he, he cares for his players, cares for the game, dissects the game, reflects upon it. So um, his contribution to Port Adelaide, uh, enormous over the late uh, the, the last eight years. Uh, he was great to work with. Like I said, a great man. And um, look, no doubt, 
um, he'll find his space within football moving forward, no question. As you leave us, Zach Butters, a very worthy win. He's just won, won about everything this year. And uh, boy said in commentary, if he's six foot four, he'd kill someone, Daniel. He's, just, he's that sort of player. He's just so <laughs> aggressive. But is it true that he, he won a car and gave it to his mum? In one of the awards? Uh, I, rec- I, I have heard that. I, re- I think that it's through the Channel 9. He won uh, a Sunday car somewhere. Show. You're yeah. right. He, he, he won a car. And I think it's, he's, he's given it to his mum. I, I, I know... You know, he values obviously both mum and dad. He spoke about last night, but he's particularly close to his mum, who's been a huge supporter across his career. So, uh, I think you're right, and and it rings a bell. He's generous to a fault, Zach. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. Always willing to help out others. Um, you know, was speaking last night at the post match, um, at the post um, best and fairest press conference about you know how he wants to give back to children in need through the Ronald McDonald house, yeah. etc. So he's, he, he's, he's really focused on what he can do to help others. So that is not a surprise, you know, great to hear that, you know, he's done that, but what a year he had wields and Dan. I mean, he, he just grew from, from, you know, a 22 year old last year to what he's doing now as a, as a 23 year old, I think he got six votes in the Brownlow last year, yeah. 27 this year. And, um, He's just going to get better and better. Mate, well done again. Well done to Zach and, and Connor Rosie and Dan Houston. Well done to yourself too, and uh, thanks for all your help during the year. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me, and uh, all the best, guys.